2: My counselor, Rand Teed, he's a national treasure. Here's his one fundamental thing. Don't be a dink. So it would be pretty sad if the NFL came out and restricted the media even more. Hey, Devontae, you're storming off the field. Maybe there's a guy cutting in front of you. Maybe just stop. How about that? How about that? That's it. Life comes down to don't be a dink.
1: This is the Rod Peterson Show.
2: Okay, here we go. It's hour two. It's your boy coming at you from South Florida for the last day for a while. And who knows what's going to come up here in hour two. I got a pretty good idea, but you never know how it's going to go, right? As we welcome back in from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont, who's still licking his wounds from the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-3 loss at the Montreal Ken AJ on Wednesday night, and we're working our way towards tonight's 10-game NHL slate, and I got all the games written down, Moose. We could, if we were on the NHL network or, or something like that, we, you know, we were doing, if we were doing all one sport, wouldn't that be fun? I and mean, we could do all NFL if we wanted to on that channel. We could do all CFL. We could do all NHL, what have you. But um, did you lose any sleep over the Leafs losing last night in Montreal, by the way? No,
3: I didn't, but it's just frustrating with this group because, you know, you watch the game and they're the better team on the ice. There's no question. You've got, you know, Toronto and up near the top of the league and you got Montreal in your bottom five. Like that's all, that's all fine. We all are Mm -hmm. on the same page there, but it feels like the team is, you know, got enough skill that they don't really care. Like they're pretty complacent. Controlling the puck, controlling the play, controlling the shot clock. And then Montreal scores to go up in the game three to two. And then Toronto's like, oh, we better play now. Go back, score a minute later, tie the game. And then Montreal scores with 17 seconds left and they don't do anything. There's no urgency there with this group. And to me, all signs point back to culture and Sheldon Keefe. And, you know, is this the right guy coaching this group? And I don't know if it is.
2: Uh, well, it's funny. How about the females weighing in? Um, Allie in Texarkana says, it's way too early to be losing sleep. Yeah, right? But tell that to a Leaf fan. Tell that to any fan fan of any team. For instance, I saw the interview with Miko Rantanen after the game last night. I guess it was Altitude Sports. Of course, I'm watching NHL Network. Darren, it's so good. They spent mm-hmm. at least five, six minutes of highlights on every game. And TSN, not TSN's fault, they fly through it because they got other sports to get to. See what I'm saying? NHL Network is all NHL. It's so good. It's like fantasy land for hockey fans. And they interviewed Miko Ranthin after, and the reporter said, hey, you might be leading the NHL and scoring after tonight's game with four assists. And he was literally, I got 81 games to go. <laughs> which, which is the obvious answer. But not everybody looks at it that way. He said one step at a time, you know, and and can't be looking ahead. So it was was a good answer. Um, Jenna, watching in Southern California, says it's getting closer to Sabres game time. Let's go, Buffalo, said only people from Buffalo and Southern California. But I'll say something. This is a win for the Sabres. They're not in my bottom five. I wasn't going to do top five, bottom five, but then I thought, well, this is my last day because I'm going to Atlanta tomorrow. Then to the Sask and we are on the air on WQEE right now, 99.1 FM, your home of Southern sports and talk. Um, this would be the day to do it. Top five, bottom five. So for those that didn't listen last hour or weren't watching last hour by top five, you mentioned I had the Leafs in the top five. I did not. No, I didn't say you I had them in the top it.
3: five. I, oh, I thought you did. I just said we have them near they're always near the top of the league.
2: Okay, number 1, the Calgary Flames. These viewers are gaslighting me. And you know, for the longest time I was starting to think that I was crazy. God knows I've been accused of it by, by so many people. And it was Mike Rupp who said yesterday, or was it yesterday or the day before? He said the Flames are the most talented team in their division. But it doesn't mean they'll finish first, which is exactly what I was saying, and people didn't get it. But he wasn't saying they're the best team in the NHL. I was, but it's along the same point. I got the Calgary Flames, number one, number two, the Colorado Avalanche, number three, the Tampa Bay Lightning, number four, the New York Rangers, and number five, the Edmonton Orders. I don't have Florida in because I watched them live in the preseason, and this team, they got a lot to prove. They have a lot to prove. The, like I watched. How many games last year here, 30 at home and Huberto and Weger were such big parts of the team and now they're gone and they got a new head coach and they just got a lot to prove. And as far as the Leafs go, they're still the Leafs until they prove to me that they're not the Leafs and going in and losing in Montreal last night. Didn't, didn't make me think anything different. And by the way. You know, the Habs had the two power plays early and they didn't score. Were you thinking that was a good sign for the Leafs that if they just hung on, hung around a little longer that they'd have a chance to win it in the end? Well, I just thought
3: they would. The penalty kill looked pretty good early. They were just playing like a team that knew they were better than Montreal. And it's like a team that doesn't think you need to actually put in work. This is an NHL team against young, hungry players who are trying to prove themselves. Montreal was the team that wanted to win that game.
2: the same old story i can see why leaf fans guys like jim lang are upset who is 15 for toronto who's 15 he had the penalty shot that's kerfoot and he didn't kerfoot. score right that's right not that that doesn't mean he doesn't care but uh, the Leafs said no didn't do anything to dispel why i don't have them in my top five and by the way the viewers are writing in about the bottom five and I, don't, I didn't forget those. Here are mine. Ending with the worst team in the NHL. So the fifth worst team, Seattle, then San Jose, then Montreal, then Chicago, and then Arizona. But I don't have Buffalo in there. Who do I else not have? Philadelphia I don't have in there. So isn't this fun? It's fun. How would you tweak these? Or am I putting you on the spot by saying, who your yeah. top five, bottom five would be. No, it's
3: just really difficult early on in the season. Um, I can't remember if you had Carolina in your top five. Now, no. but it's, I don't think you did. I didn't hear Carolina. So that's the one team I would have in my top five, for sure. Uh, I've got Carolina as a top, probably three team in the NHL right now. Um, but that's the only argument I can make right now. But it comes to top five, bottom five.
2: I'm not a hurricane believer. They gotta prove some stuff to me too. They haven't gotten gone deep in the playoffs. And Freddie Anderson, who's he? He got lit up like a Christmas tree in the preseason in the game <laughs> against Florida. Uh, Max Pacioretty, we know what we think about him. Old licorice legs. Not my <laughs> term, but I love it. Um Coke and Yemi.
0: Yeah.
2: And I love me some Ethan Bear, but the one thing about Ethan Bear. Whenever he's on the ice, you know, there's a very good chance somebody's going to score. But it's not necessarily his team. So, yeah. Now, the viewers are all agreeing with you, including the viewers about Carolina. And that's the beautiful thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. People need to understand something. And this is what I was going to get to last hour. And shocking. The squirrel in me lost it. My train of thought just with the NFL, even this week, it's the people need to understand it's all day, every day. And that's fine. TSN picks up the cheap programming. You see a lot of it in Canada. And just the other day, it's like, who's better graphic across the bottom of the screen? Who's better bills or chiefs? And I'm like, (laughs) why are we talking about this on a Tuesday? They play this week. That'll decide it. So why do we got to talk about it? But I thought, well, We could do the exact same thing. It seems to be working very well for ESPN. So if we talk about these things, but with an NHL spin and a CFL spin and a little bit of the NFL, because our viewers know who it is, it'll work, and it's working. And so, and again, this is the other thing was, we talked about this in our morning meeting today, but people say, why aren't you talking more WHL? Canada West University, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, we're not carried on the radio on these markets, and God knows we've tried. We're on the radio in Atlanta, and they don't give a dog's breakfast about the Regina Pats or the Prince Albert Raiders or the Saskatchewan Huskies. So we give people what they want in the markets where, we're, where they're consuming our show. Deal? Deal. Um, oh, we had a little fun last hour and I'd like to continue with this hour with what is the best and and trust me, I'm going through my phone here to get it Canada's best sports city because after listening with Hustler Patterson yesterday in the interview from Winnipeg Sports Talk you got the Bombers on the verge of winning a third consecutive Great Cup you got the Winnipeg Jets who are in the conversation and I feel like we don't need to talk a lot about the Winnipeg Jets because Hustler and Michael Remus have it covered but who's the better sports town than Winnipeg that was the sense that we got. So one of the, a guy wrote on Twitter, Steve G, regarding Winnipeg being, if not Canada's best sports town, then one of Canada's best sports towns. Steve says, so why did they get rid of our sports radio station? So glad that we have Winnipeg Sports Show with Hustler and Mr. Remis single-handedly saving the sanity of so many sports fans in Winnipeg. And that's just where I wanted to spend a second on this so many media and a lot of fans don't understand the business side of any of what we do you do, Lee does it's terrible that TSN whacked the all sports radio station in Winnipeg but it was a business decision, it's not not an indictment of Winnipeg, this guy is still hurting Darren and it's been how long, a year two years, yeah it's been a while and it's tough,
3: like it's really tough you know it's a business decision when the radio station is no longer making money it has nothing to do with the number of sports fans in, in the community or not, unfortunately that doesn't play into it, but you know, there is, there's a lot of great sports fans and we've seen that because there, there is a need and that's why, you know, hustler has been able to pick up the show and have so much success in that market. And that's what you want. But um, yeah, forget about the radio station. I mean, just be happy that you've got the program on every day, uh, giving sports fans what they want and what they need. Um, Because without guys like like Hustler and without shows like ours, there would be a massive void in the sports talk world.
2: A third life lesson for everybody. We had two last hour. Here's the third. And they're all free. Look ahead. Stop looking back. If anything, enjoy where you are right now. But Darren just said it. Forget about the fact that all sports radio stations are gone. They're not coming back. And you got great shows every day right now, so get on board. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Capital has dealerships all across the Canadian Prairies and the state of California. What was the best performance on Wednesday night in the National Hockey League? Was it Connor McDavid's three goals and the Oilers win over Vancouver? Was it Miko Rantanen's four assists for Colorado and their 5-3 win over Chicago? Or was it John Gibson, the goalie in Anaheim, his 44 saves, or other? And uh, we had a write-in for Jack Campbell, the Oilers goalie, and I'm like, he's going to have some good nights. He didn't have the best performance. I got to vote for McDavid in the three goals, I think. How about you? I think I think one of
3: those was in an empty net for McDavid. They came a little later, but he did have the assist as well uh, on the first Oilers goal. He had mm-hmm. a great night. But it just it felt like average McDavid is what it felt like, and that's you know a compliment to Connor McDavid. I'll go with John Gibson on the 44 saves he had last night. I thought that was a pretty awesome effort from him uh, and last an assist. Night in goal. If we're going to talk about yes. assists,
2: Gibson had an assist too.
3: There you go. So even better. I'll take him. That's where I would put my vote. Um, I didn't think the Oilers looked all that good last night. I thought they were okay at times, but I thought you know Vancouver controlled a lot of the play. Vancouver put up the shots. But this is what Edmonton's M.O. has been. They haven't always played the best, but they've got enough firepower and chemistry where they need it that they can go bing, bing, bing and score three goals and win the game and punch your lights out. You're like, how did that happen? We were in their zone the whole game and we lost three to one or we lost, you know, five to two or five to three or whatever the game was last night. Um, But that's what Edmonton does. They played pretty well. And after the three goals, Jack Campbell was pretty good the rest of the way.
2: Says the Leafs fan that the orders weren't that good last night. We talked about the <laughs> term deflection. We talked about the term gaslighting last hour, ladies and gentlemen. Meet the term deflection from Darren Dupont. Yeah, <laughs> teasing you, of course. You hear the siren going?
3: Yeah. You can now. Okay.
2: If I it, no. I, now, if I
3: was going to gaslight you, I'd say Rod, you're hearing things. There's no siren. I don't hear a siren.
2: <laughs> you're you're crazy. You're hearing. That's good. That's a good one. Um, Cloudy and rain, and I'm okay with it. The oppressive heat sliced in half today for just one day by the cloud and rain. Um, Just checking in because we will talk football next hour. We got some great comments here. Jeff Cabellus in Winnipeg says, yep. Winnipeg Sports Talk is filling the void. TSN left by miles and miles. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, meh. TSN Radio Winnipeg was mostly filler content. The good stuff they did like Hustler and the legal curve hockey lives on online. See, J.O.B. does a lot of sports radio, too. And uh, as Darren says here, we're covering it all and just trying to keep people entertained on a daily basis with what the majority wants. And uh, Patrolman Pete, I want to point this out. He says the best thing about Winnipeg sports culture is that people root for the home teams together. There's none of the weird Toronto factionalism where Leafs fans don't get along with Raptors fans. Now, isn't that interesting? And I've never spent living one day in Toronto and don't plan to, so I don't get into their psyche. But I'll say this about the Winnipeg people. Talked about it last week. When we branched off into our own and I left the Rough Riders, they were the first city to jump on board this show. Right? For the longest time, they were number two in viewership region. Now it's Alberta, but I think Winnipeg and Manitoba is number three. Yeah, Alberta was a little slow coming on board, but we got them now. And for good reason. I don't blame them. I wasn't very nice to them. Don't be a dink. I'm a different guy. <laughs> uh, we'll be back. CFL, NFL, tonight's NHL. And Luke Gazdick coming up as well, NHL alum. It's the RP Show on Game Plus. YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and WQEE Radio 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
1: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
2: landmark cinemas extra members get your movie tickets for just half the points from september 16th to 29th it's an offer you can't refuse any movie anytime redeem just half the points every time any way you add it up or is that divided it's movie time not a landmark extras member join for free now at LandmarkCinemas.com and movie more for less landmark cinemas where movie lovers get their extras Okay, RP Show continues from beautiful South Florida. That is a shot from uh, the Keys. Up the coast a little here, it's a little darker. (laughs) Oh, But it ain't raining, figure that one out. Let's bring the moose in now. Like moose, it literally looks like nighttime, dude. I was going to say, it looks like it's like 8 o'clock at night. What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. But it seems to be okay. Uh, I was too busy Mickey Mouseing in the break. I didn't look at the comments from the viewers here. Um, talking about Canada's best sports town. It, initially, of course, we said Winnipeg, and people are going off the chain, and then they stop and think about it and go, "Who's better?" Mm. Maybe you're right. <laughs> Moose and I settled on maybe Winnipeg and Calgary. The problem is, you got a lot of teams have one good city and then our team, sorry. And then an an anchor Edmonton would be the great example of that. The Edmonton Oilers in my top five NHL teams. And let's be honest, made it to the final four last year in the NHL. But the Elks are on the verge of setting a pro football record for the longest home losing streak could break it this week. If and when they lose at home, to who'd we say they got Toronto? Yeah. Arlen Bruce, Arlen Bruce III writes, and he says, where's the snow? It's almost the middle of October in Canada. Shh. Usually Halloween, you're lucky if you don't have snow at Halloween in Canada, right? Yeah, if you haven't had one snowfall, it melts.
3: The first one or two always melt at some point. But, you know, if you don't have at least one snowfall before Halloween, you're pretty lucky.
2: On the Sports Uh, thing, Sports City thing, Chris Jarl in Toronto, uh, sorry, Vancouver watching says, from BC, Winnipeg looks like a great sports town. I see more long-term passionate fans there than I do here. Vancouver's a fickle sports town and I would suggest emotionally damaged. And that's thanks to their sports team. By the way, introducing ourselves to our viewers and listeners again. I'm from Milestone, Saskatchewan. Population 640. Darren's from Winyards, Saskatchewan, the chicken capital. And what's the worst? What's the worst Halloween prank that anybody in your town pulled in oh. your youth? Usually,
3: the worst things that happened is you know your yard would get toilet papered or. You know, there'd be eggs all over your broken eggs all over your door or the side of your house if you're your car, right? That would be the worst Halloween pranks that we we had pulled um, around the area. Thankfully, the house, our house, never got hit. But um, that's the worst. What about Milestone?
2: Well, <clears throat> what's the population of Winyard, by the way? Uh, fluctuates sixteen hundred to two thousand. It's a booming metropolis. Compared to Big my hometown job. of 600 and 640 people. You guys get ready with the sound effects here, okay? So Darren, it, Darren's fluctuates. My, my hometown does not. 640 people, and it's never changed. Because every time a girl gets pregnant, a guy leaves town. Anyways. Oh, no. <laughs> Halloween pranks. Halloween pranks, it was always the teachers that got, you know, you can say a prank, but they were harassed. It was really, their homes were vandalized. Yeah. And I never felt good with it, about it. But I am not going to name two things before we move on. You know, the rural people will know this, the city people may not. But you see those big round bales out in the fields, people? See those big round And they have them here in the States too. It used to be the little square bales that you could pick up, and you you know, you see them in all the uh, Western ads and stuff. Now it's the big round bales, and it has been for a long time, but guys took the round bale, lit them on fire, and then pushed it down Main Street. Real smart, huh? Yeah. Could have burned the whole town down. So there was that. Let, light it on fire and then run. And then egging the teachers' houses, I felt terrible for Mr. McGarry and Mr. Welsh. And dare I say it was always the farm kids. And I was a farm kid, but we had a house in town. So these farm kids would all run to our house. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. Because I was the one they knew and I was one of them.
3: And those big Mm -hmm. round bales, the big round bales will burn for hours, for hours. They'll burn for a long time, you know, at, at a, at a bush party, Sometimes you'd put a round bale with nothing around like that, and that'd be, that'd
2: be all you need for the fire for the whole night. One big round bale, yeah. and it would burn all night. Darren's what we call a townie. And uh, we were the farm kids. And I said, th- yeah. hey, listen, my brother told me, what'd you say, Lee? I think he said they're spe- $300 a bale right now for those big round bales. They wouldn't be burning them for bush parties no. or Halloween pranks, I'll tell you that. Um, Oh, Mark and Melford says Halloween prank and I was not in on it. None of us ever were. was no. putting two roosters, putting two roosters in a farmer's pickup. They fought all night and the cab was a mess. Oh, that's no. That's a good one. <laughs> That's um, good. Here's the city people writing in. They, some of them want us to change the subject. And that's fine. Andrew. Andrew. The Quebecer says, change of subject, Ray Ferraro is leaving TSN. See, I saw that on Facebook this morning. It's becoming our newspaper in society. And I said to the guys in the morning meeting, "Where? what's up with Razor? I said, I saw the headline. I think it's starting to rain now. I saw the headline that he was leaving TSN, but I watched him on ESPN last night paired with Sean McConnell or whatever that mm-hmm. Sean McDonough. Uh, so uh, my guess, and then Clark said, "Producer Clark, that Ferraro is just stepping back from the TSN duties once a life now."
3: Well, why? Why not? Right? It's been what over a dozen years. He hasn't been home at Christmas, right? Cammy's doing great things now, coaching. She's got her career going, and look at—I'm not going to, you know, say claim to know, but. He's probably making more money at ESPN than he is at TSN to do, the, to do regional games in Canada when he could do national games in the U.S. He was doing both, but he'll still do the ESPN thing and travel all over and do the games and get more time at home. I think it's a win-win for Ray Ferraro.
2: Oh, boy. Now it's really starting to hammer. Boys, we may need to go to a commercial stick with me. It's okay to have rain, but when the wind picks up, which it wasn't supposed to do, it could put our broadcast equipment in jeopardy here. Um, and we should move on from all of this. But Andrew says, John Liu leaving Montreal to join the Jets. TSN Montreal. Uh, uh, wrong. From what I read, John Liu's going to Winnipeg, which I didn't even know was his hometown, to work for TSN to be the bureau chief there, replacing Sir Orleski. So he's not going to work for the Jets. Um... Too early to go to a sports break here, so, <laughs> or to a commercial. Luke Gazdick coming in next. You understand my angst, Darren. What yes. does it look like from where you're at? It just
3: looks dark. Okay. I see the rain coming across in uh, sheets there, and uh, is it getting blown into the line A?
2: Okay. I'm just going to move that. No, it's not being blown into the line A. On mass just yet, but I'll Good. remind everybody that it is one twenty-nine Eastern. It looks like eight o'clock at night, as Darren said earlier. And here's the thing, Patrolman Pete says, "Don't get electrocuted, Rod." Yeah. By the way, I will say that Andrew watches every day, so I'm going to be nice to these folks. But Andrew just wrote in and said, "That's what I meant to say, Rod." Well, you didn't say that. That's why you leave the talking to us and the broadcasters and the people that come up with the content. We'll come up with it. So what do you say? Change the subject. It annoys me a little bit, but just a little bit. Um, yeah, Jeff, the Stamps fan says, wow, it's pouring. Yes, last day here in Florida. As a matter of fact. What do you well now? Colin in Ottawa says Ray Ferraro is an analyst that virtually no one has a problem with calling a game. He's a legend and will be missed for sure. I like Razor on the games, he's not my favorite. But the one thing that annoys me a little bit doesn't annoy me the broadcaster discussion. Everybody likes to get in on the old broadcaster discussion, whether it be your local. Junior hockey announcer, your local college football announcer, or your NFL guys. Yeah. There's not, Colin makes a good point. Nobody universally hates Ray Ferraro, although I do have a family member who's not a fan. But I like Razor. Um, I do have a story about him 2012 World Juniors. I'm calling the games on radio, Sportsnet Radio on 22 stations across Canada. Razor's calling it with Gord Miller on television. And between the bronze medal game, which Canada won 3-1 over Finland, shout out Boone Jenner with a game winner. It was Russia, Sweden in the gold medal game. And we had about an hour and a half in between games. You know, they flip the rink in between. They usher everybody out. I was sitting there. (laughs) It was me. Sammy Costantino and Andrew Walker were the radio crew and I was playing Pac-Man on my phone. That's pretty cool, eh? I thought so. Yeah. Razor walks up. He's looking over my shoulder. He was standing there for like a minute. I didn't even know he was there. And he goes, are you playing Pac-Man on your phone between Metal Games or the World Junior? Yeah, and I'm winning. How about that? Back to my... Yes. So, I don't know what he thought I should be doing, We'd been there for 2 weeks. I knew the rosters, I knew the teams. What were we going to What were we supposed to do?
3: <laughs> I know. I know. You know, it's it's kind of funny like when you have long breaks like that and everybody does something different to pass the time. But it's just uh, <clears throat> fun moments like that because maybe Ray would never be on his phone for whatever reason. He thinks that's just crazy. And if he had a head in the book. We're going to you a think break. he's crazy.
2: We're going to a break. Moose may need to interview Luke Gazdick next. We'll be right back. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson
1: Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
3: That's not what Florida looks like right now. I promise you that Florida does not look like that right now. Rod is in a bit of a hurricane. Um, I guess maybe it's the after effects of the hurricane that rolled through, but he is underwater. So he may be connected halfway through this segment. And if that's the case, uh, we'll bring him right in. So guys, you let me know um, where, um, where Rod is and where he's at and if he's connecting. Before we bring in Luke Aztec, let's revisit the poll question uh, today. And the poll question for Capital Automal Universal Collision Center was about last night's great moment. Was was it the four assists in Colorado? Was it Connor McDavid and his three-goal effort last night? Or was it indeed um, John Gibson's uh, 44 save effort? Clark, what are the results here? I'm just trying to pull them up on Twitter. Yeah, and on Twitter, it's McDavid, 57%, followed by Miko Rantanen's four assists at 18%. John Gibson's 44 saves at 17%. So uh, still time to vote at uh, here on YouTube or uh, on our Twitter feed. But let's bring in Luke Gazdick now, who's joining us. I actually don't know where you're joining us from, Luke. Uh, you were in Edmonton last week, right? Where are you today?
0: I am just north of Toronto in a studio in Vaughan um, doing uh, – my my Maple Leafs recording here but yeah back in the GTA uh, after a little stint in Alberta there.
3: Yeah, awesome stuff. Uh, you know, former NHL pro uh, played with the Oilers. Um, let's go back to last night and let's go back to actually the last two nights. It's great to have hockey back. What's been your initial reaction of uh, the first 48 hours of NHL hockey?
0: Well, first and foremost, it's, it's nice to have hockey back. Uh, Caught caught most of the games last night. Uh, I'm uh, Toronto born and raised here, so I've been a Leaf fan uh, my entire life. I, I watched that game. I thought they weren't too good at all. They started off slow and and really just, you know, it, like Sheldon Keefe said, it's kind of an unacceptable loss for them to open the season with. Hopefully they turn it around tonight at home versus Wash. Uh, caught a bit of the Oilers game. Not a bit. I watched I watched most of the Oilers game, and same thing. They started slow, but... And when Connor McDavid decides he wants to turn it on, he can really turn around a game. So great to just great to have hockey back.
3: To the, I want to get into both those things. Starting in Toronto, is it far too early to start? I mean, it is. I don't have to ask you this. It's far too early to start hitting the panic button. But it's similar things that keep creeping in, right? And you know, you look at this team and where they've gone under Sheldon Keefe. It feels like a team that knows they're better than Montreal, and. Thinks that they can score their way out of it late in the game. You know, they go down three to two late in that third period and then think, okay, we can't lose this game. And bang, minute later, uh, William Nylander scores. The game's tied again. And then they sit back and get complacent and and lose the game with 17 seconds left. Where do you start to look at what's wrong with Toronto and, and why this group isn't, you know, more dominant or better consistently than they have been?
0: I think two words you mentioned there were huge. It's complacency and consistency. Um, this is a team that seems to get leads and, and becomes complacent. I don't know if it's a dressing room thing, but it does start from top to bottom. Uh, and it's something we've seen before. They're going to have to be getting over this hump. You, you can't be coming from behind in games and, and having to rally just around Austin Matthews and counting on him to score all the goals. Uh, if that's any indication of where the next six, seven months are going to be here for the Leafs, they're going to have a long year. Um, definitely you know thought they could have had that one last night but the consistency isn't just over every game as a player when I you know when I was playing it was shift by shift game by game you know week by week break it up in little segments here Uh, but they definitely have to have to be better in a lot of areas
3: and on the other side for the Oilers getting behind in games. You know, I thought the Canucks played pretty well last night. They, you know, controlled a lot of the possession time. They were in Edmonton's zone. They racked up a lot of shots and scoring chances and had a 3-1 lead. But Edmonton's a team that can score their way out of problems. You know, when they want to flip a switch, they'll put three or four goals in the back of the net in a five, six-minute span, and they do that consistency. Do you ever see that catching up with this group? Or is this group just, you know, has enough high-end talent that's not going to be a problem?
0: No, it'll catch up. They they can't just depend on 97 and, and 29 and Connor and Leon every night. But you see that on a regular basis. But these three nothing wins, you're going to play teams at no, no knock to Vancouver. But you're going to be in a tough Pacific Division where if you spot Calgary, you know three goals there, even at you know, uh, you know a gritty team like LA down there. Uh, they're a little pesky. Some of these teams, I know Colorado's not back in Central, but you give the ABS a 3 nothing lead, you're in one for the rest of the game. So you can't really be depending on those guys, but the skill is, is, is unmatched there between not just those two guys, but you add uh, Evander Kane on that top left, and it's kind of a scary offense for, for, the, uh, for the Oilers. You watched that, uh, that second power play they had last night where it went tic-tac-toe uh, from, from Hyman to Nuge and, and uh, Leon, and it, it's just it's fun to watch.
3: A power play is lethally like I don't know that there's a better power play in the National Hockey League today than the Edmonton Oilers. It's unbelievable to watch them play. Look, a little bit further south, the Calgary Flames open their season tonight. They're really excited in Calgary. They think this team might be even better than the team last year. And talking to those connected to the team, including Peter Labardius, who's on their radio calls, he thinks in his time, this is the best Calgary Flames team he's seen is that the sense that you're getting from where you are now that this Flames team is even better and maybe a, a bigger threat to contend for a Stanley Cup than they were a year ago?
0: You know, I'd have to agree with that. If you would have told me a couple of years ago, you take Monaghan, Giordano. Uh, Goudreau to um, to Chuck Chucky out of that lineup. That was their core. And you're adding in some really, really high-end, top-level talent in Jonathan Huberdeau. I think Mackenzie Wieger is a bit of a dark horse in this trade. I think he's going to be great for their back end. And you go and sign Nazem Kadri, now a Stanley Cup champion. Uh, to a long-term deal markstrom and nets like this is a roster that is it's scary there in that pacific division i am sad that that battle of alberta is only happening three times this year and the first one will be on saturday because i think this could be a really really exciting match there in in the province of alberta uh but the flames are going to be a real problem down there i think not just in the pacific but the rest of the league I, i put them as definite stanley cup contenders
3: You've got Colorado to start, so big test right out of the gate for the Calgary Flames. But it is at home. The other one I wanted to ask you about was the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're home to the Coyotes tonight. We're not looking at Arizona as being any sort of a threat, but where are the Pittsburgh Penguins at right now? Because we had a lot of viewers throughout the state of Pennsylvania and Penguin fans that watch this program. They've retained the big three in Malkin, Crosby, and Latang together. Can this group get one more shot at the Cup? Because last year I thought. They were close. I thought they were better than the Rangers in that series. Probably, you know, they'll look back and think they should have won that series. Can they get back there and try and take a run at one more Stanley Cup in Pittsburgh?
0: You know, such an interesting situation there in Pitt. I actually played junior hockey in the OHL in Erie, Pennsylvania. It's about an hour and a half away. So Pitt was one of the teams I watched a lot coming up. And so I got to see the the trio who, you know, everyone forgets about Malkin too. I still think he's a top player in the NHL. I know he's getting a little older, but I think it's just a, you know, a personal opinion. I would love to see one more hefty run from the pens. I'd love to see Sid raise that cup one more time. I think it's doable. Uh, They have added some pieces and put some, some people in place. I really love the Jeff Petrie move. I uh, was a teammate of mine in Edmonton. I think he's going to be huge for their back end. Uh, I, I think it's possible. It, it'll be tough, but you know, add a couple pieces to that roster, and I'd love to see. Uh, I'd love to see Ray, Sid raise it over his head once more before before it's all said and done.
3: Yeah, I think we all would too. I mean, we were not quite ready to see the torch be passed completely. I know with Nathan McKinnon and. Connor mcdavid they're the new group but i don't think we're ready to let Sidney crosby just skate off into the sunset
0: no not at all he's one of my favorite players of all time just like a lot of canadians uh, i had the chance to meet him and even just playing against him when i was uh when i was with edmondson and with jersey even in, in in warm-up i just remember being so starstruck by this guy uh and I- we ever played was at Rexall Arena in Edmonton. We got caught on a long icing. It was me and Boyd Gordon, Matt Hendricks on the ice, fourth line. And, and I'm gassed after about a minute and a half, and I look over the pens board, and I see Kunitz, Malkin, Crosby come on, and I just remember Boyd Gordon looked at me and just said, let's, let's get this puck out. Let's get, get, get off quick here. Uh, but definitely starstruck and, and really, really cool to play against him throughout my career.
3: Absolutely. Did you get the puck out?
0: Right away, we did, and I don't think I've skated faster to a bench in my career.
3: Yeah, no kidding. You'd be off quickly. That was one of the most dangerous units. I mean, they were. I was right in in the in the heart of their runs, and 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 Pittsburgh was so good, man. Um, Look, there's there's a couple interesting teams we're looking at, at. You know, Ottawa's one, Detroit's another. Teams with bright futures that maybe quite aren't quite aren't ready there yet. But another team that comes up is the Buffalo Sabres that we just have trouble reading. I've looked at the Buffalo Sabres roster on paper the last, you know, four or five years. And it's been pretty good. Like, there's some pieces there and there's some names on that roster. But they, for whatever reason, they can't get out of their own way. Well, now Don Granato's been extended. They took a step forward last year. Where is Buffalo in your mind in terms of their trajectory? And who, who might be a team? that we need to pay some attention to that we're maybe not talking about early on in the season.
0: So Buffalo's just not there yet in my opinion, but man, they have some high end young level talent uh young young talent. This Owen Power, he is my my futures pick for for Calder Trophy this year. He's going to be an absolute force in this league, but where I see Buffalo really struggling is in that uh, you got a 41-year-old Craig Anderson in there who's a great veteran player. He's going to make the saves when you need to, but he has a history of injuries. And then kind of a young, unproven uh, Eric Comrie. He was a good goaltender, too, but I, I don't know if that's, that's the tandem that's going to help Buffalo. Uh, they have a young kid. The name is uh, – he's a Finnish kid playing in, in Rochester, so I'm sure he's just biding his time. But a good young team to watch. I just don't know about right away. The team that I love, and I hate to say this because I'm a Toronto guy, is Ottawa. <laughs> I think the Sens. And it was really the summer of Pierre Dorian. He uh, he put in some good moves, adding Claude and getting Alex to bring it. And I, I, it's going to be an exciting team to watch too. I think I'll, I'll be glued to the couch on Saturday for Hockey Night in Canada. We got the Battle of Ontario then the Battle of Alberta back-to-back. So I'm going to put in a nice six-hour shift on, on the couch <laughs> on Saturday night.
3: That's going to be awesome. Rod and I both picked Detroit as a team um, that could get into the playoffs this year or be the closest, but it might be Ottawa. That might be the most ready to win now, adding Debrinket and yep. adding Giroux and and going in that direction. Hey, before we let you go, tell us about Maple Leeds and uh, what's going on with you.
0: So we, uh, along with uh, Jake Lubinsky and Daryl Winkler, uh, our exec VP, and, and we, we got the three three of us working on a a platform called maple leads that we started uh, almost six months ago. Now Uh, you know, we wanted to make content for Canadians. It's uh, it's fun. We don't take ourselves too seriously. Betting should be fun. Uh, We take a lot of plus uh, a a lot of plus money bets. Uh, We're dialed in on a lot of Canadians. So it's a lot of, you know, Canadian athletes or or Canadian teams. Uh, We wanted to make it look good. So it's shot professionally. We have broadcast cameras, and you know what? It's more than picks. Uh, we have, uh, you know, interviews. We got stories from from me. I don't know if you want to hear all the stories from me, but I got some good ones in the bank. And um, we have a couple of features. We got a monthly feature called "Can Luke Do This," where I go and try other sports. We've done uh, we've done lacrosse and and MMA. So uh, we're streaming on all platforms. We're on Twitter. Um, Twitter is at Maple Leads, Can. Uh, Maple Leads on Instagram and TikTok. Wherever you watch your your content. Uh, uh, we're on there. So we're growing. And like I said, if, you, if you're into sports betting or any, any sports related stuff, Maple Leafs is a thing for you. And I, I've had a great time doing it. It wasn't the easiest post career trying to figure out what to do. And um, this has been a nice, uh, nice transition getting uh, to stay in the sports world.
3: OK, finally, what's the one sport that you haven't tried yet or the, the game that you're going to need to do? What's on your bucket list?
0: Curling. We, uh, we were supposed to set up some curling, but uh, it, it, it fell through. We didn't get to do it, but uh, i have never curled before, and it's one of those things. I'm, I always watch the Briar and the Scotties. I, just, I like curling. Yeah. And I've never been able to try it before, so we'll see how, how clumsy or how, how accurate I can be on, on the ice. So I'd like to try curling for sure.
3: Awesome stuff. Well, I'm sure we'll make that happen. Can't wait to watch it, Luke. Appreciate the time here and all the best with what, everything going on. No, thanks for having me. Awesome. Luke Gazdek. And again, follow Maple Leads on social media. Follow Luke Gazdek on Twitter and Instagram. We'll see if Rod's dried off yet and safe from the storm and uh, potentially go back to Florida for overtime. If not, back for one more segment with just me and you, which means I'll dial up the comments and uh, check in with what's going on. Viewer Takeover is next here on the RP Show, Facebook and YouTube Live. And uh, you're watching as well across Canada and the U.S. on Game Plus TV. if this is a live look into the beach here in Florida or not, but uh, we'll check in and find out and see what we're dealing with as we welcome you back into the RP show and thankful to get a couple of practice swings in here this this morning slash afternoon ahead of uh, hosting tomorrow's show when Rod is on the road. So do we got the boss now? Rod, is he in safe ground? Hey, you look a lot more relaxed and comfortable. I still hear the rain, but it looks like there's a little bit uh, of sun popping up. Or at least better Dude,
2: light on um, your face. I'm. Is it better light? I don't know, man. I have no lighting expert. Well, maybe we should bring in a lighting person for the next time I come back to Florida. But this is kind of what you do when we're at Gray Eagle. You, you put the lights a lot lower than I do. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm a career radio guy. Career. How many times have I told you guys that? I'm a radio <laughs> guy. You worry about the look. But. It's weird how the universe goes, Moose, and how things happen, as you know, and I'm big into universe stuff. The last yeah. show we did before I came to Canada in the summer or springtime, one of them, we got flooded out and I almost got electrocuted. Right. And, the, right. and the thing is, we have a lot of new viewers to this show that just met me, and I also, because I had a few people texting to see if I was still alive, coincidentally, they're all hockey people, right? They've known me a long time. I'm cocky. I'm Bull Levi Mitchell type cocky. So the longer that I went here, and I've been here two months, I get closer and closer and closer to the screen. Cause I like it being closer to the trees and the fresh air, right? The last day, <laughs> hurricane well, not a hurricane, but this huge storm hits, <laughs> and I get soaked again. I just every day I kept moving closer and closer and closer and closer, and closer to the screen and then whango! The world kicks you in the nuts, and I got it today. <laughs> so the thing is, you can. Uh, well, the thing is, you can be cocky, and I think that's what makes successful people successful. But somewhere along the line, you're going to get kicked in the junk. And uh, today, that happened. And it's interesting. So Allie writes and says it is better light- lighting. Should I have paid attention to what you were doing?
3: I don't know. It looks fantastic right now.
2: I've only done two months of shows here.
3: (laughs) Uh, You look comfortable, relaxed. It's great.
2: uh, Well, Ryan in Saratoga, New York says, King Rod of Dodge City. Sounds like a good (laughs) title. Uh, Pring says, looks like Rod is in his king's chair Well, I didn't have a microphone stand that fit too well. That's the fun thing about this show is figuring stuff out as we go along. And I told you I went down to Guitar Center. It's a thing. And a guy helped me out. His name was Kenny. He's a New York Jets fan. And when I told him that I hosted a sports talk show on television, he was like, ooh, they're all excited. They want to help you out. It's what they do. They get fired up. It wasn't just a job to Kenny. You know what I mean? He wanted to give us the best stuff. So are you telling me, and of course our listeners on the radio in Atlanta right now have no idea what I'm talking about in terms of lighting and so forth, but are you telling me that the light should be coming from down below as opposed to from up above? Because well, everywhere I've been my whole tra- life, the lights have been above.
3: I know. And traditionally I would think that would be the case. But for whatever reason, it, how you're lighting it now looks so good. And if the viewers can play along here, because we've got not a lot of time, You've got the the, the wall behind you, the half wall of the line A. um, And then you've got the the vegetation over top that looks like a full, lush rainforest. Like, that's kind of what I think you're in here is a rainforest
2: that looks outstanding. Last minute of play in the RP show today. Kevin, the medium, just tuned in. Kevin, our medium. He goes, glad you're okay. I felt your anxiety hit me during a morning session. It freaked me up. That's a fact. Sometimes I'll wake up and be a little off, and Kevin will write or call and go, you okay, bro? He, it's, he feels it. I don't know. I don't know how this stuff works. From WQEE, Ryan O'Radio, he's just written and said, uh, another great show, Florida weather, LOL. I did see the comments from all the viewers that love live broadcasts because you never know what's going to happen. All right, Moose. Thanks. Good job, buddy. Safe travels. Yeah. I'll see you on the radio. See everybody tomorrow. Thank you. LFG. Who has more fun than us?
1: (laughs) Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.